The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome to Old Space Show. I'm Brandon and riding shotgun with me. That's the passenger side of a car. People call it sometimes. They get into fights about it, but uh, this guy doesn't. It's Tony Shop. Yeah, I didn't even have to call it this time. It's perfect. I love it. <laughs> I got all time shotgun here. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, so this series of Old Space Show will follow the exploits of a man. His name is Michael and his car named Kit. Two T's. The first season of Night Rider. Today we are here to discuss episode number eight. No big thing. No big thing. I know, right? It sounds so sounds so uh, recent, so so current. No big thing. Mm, so. yeah, no big thing. <laughs> This episode, uh, Devin Miles is arrested on a traffic violation in Lyndhurst Flats and ends up sharing a jail with Frank Reston, the very journalist that he was planning to meet. When Reston is killed by the corrupt police officers because he had too much evidence against them, Devin's life becomes forfeit as he was the last one to see Reston alive. Michael teams up with Frank's ex-wife, Carol, in his search for Devin. All right. This one is directed by Bernard L. Kowalski, written by Judy Burns. And those are, we've been having some female writers through Night Riders. Pretty nifty. Can handle that, yeah. Considering how our main character is portrayed, I'm just like... I mean, they probably had they had some rules to work within, obviously. Right. <laughs> right. I'm just like, wow, it's kind of surprising, like, you would think like, oh, this is probably a show dominantly written by men, but yeah. so far it's been like even, I think. But the, yeah, and Plus. to be fair, even though the females are the female of the week genre, they've been right. fairly strong and 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 relatively independent. Like not all of them are like falling into Michael. No, lap. they're no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but uh, this one stars David Hasselhoff, Edward Mulher, Patricia McPherson, William Daniels, Ted Marklin, Margaret or Mary Margaret Humes, Granger Hines. Jim Haney and Logan Ramsey. Uh, another crooked cops in a small time trying to, try to shake up money. Yeah, we're getting into a kind of a weird theme here. I know that the you know the the details shift a little bit, which is great. But yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. uh, another one of those. Uh, I mean, it's it's political to an extent with yep. the, with the judge running the county under his you know thumb and things like that. So you know we, we get these, but it, but it also keeps with the small like flag fighting for the right. small guy kind of thing like this is just some random county you know somewhere and you know yeah. you gotta what, there's something wrong you gotta go help him fix it He's but you know there. these cops we we start uh with devin getting pulled over and i think they picked the wrong guy to fuck with this time <laughs> around um i agree <laughs> and i noticed so this episode i'm gonna start with like talking about the um the score was very like electric guitar and horror synth version of the Knight Rider theme going on through this one. I was like, oh, okay, that's a yeah. It was kind of a strange vibe. I don't know if they were like 
it, yeah, I didn't like at first I was like, are they pushing like the like the creepy small town thing? But I didn't mm-hmm. get that vibe from what we were seeing on the on this on the show. So right. that was a it was a bold choice. But with that hand in hand with that was the return after a few episodes of not so much was the return of a fairly rocking soundtrack too. Yep. like 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 the sound rights have come back. Let's, you know, this let's one, put some well-known songs on. <laughs> it has a uh, Juice Newton's Love's Been a Little Bit Hard on Me. It was a was a top 10 single in 1982 if you listen to the summer of 82 at 40 series we even talked about the music video with troy brownfield so i was like juice noon it got featured twice in here um people who might not know who's juice newton or the song you might remember uh no one of her songs because it was featured in deadpool um the opening credits for that um angel of the morning and uh or is it angel of the morning is that what it's called and then it was it was in promising a young woman last year as well um but yeah that's featured in here i was just like holy crap here's a big hit also you know it's something we talk about tradition uh we open michael and kit kit talk about michael's sexual exploits because they're running out of gas because it wasn't in Bonnie's field trip plans. Cause Michael took a detour with some woman <laughs> between last week and this week. Oops. Yeah. And we, yeah, which, which is doubly interesting because then, yeah. And then, so, so that prompts them to stop at a gas station for like a, a side gag of, you hey, know, this again. script's not long enough scene. Right. Yes. Another, like, let's throw something in here to kind of kill some time and prove how indestructible kid is again. But then when they stop, kids casually like, Oh, because Michael's like, what kind of fuel do you need? And he's like, oh, any any combustible liquid is fine. I'm like, then what's the big deal about you? Why did you wait till you got all the way to empty? Like, right. could, like we could stop anywhere. You're going to stop at the Twin Pines Mall if you wanted mm-hmm. to and grab some, you know, like right. grab some Dox Plutonium. Like, you could stop anywhere. I yes. don't understand. <laughs> well, yeah, well, this is a whole thing. Like, this gas station guy's, like, trying to, like, puncture Kit's tire and all. And they're like, <laughs> oh, is he in with the cops? Nope, different town. <laughs> or something yeah, like just, uh, just just more corrupt a holes running around the yeah, country is, apparently. So that's a scene that's totally like yeah, we don't have enough for this episode. Can you write something that I'll take up like three minutes, please? Yes, we need it was, to add. Is, yes, very reminiscent of the two would be carjackers from back in the was of the second episode for yeah. like very early on. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of that filler kind of vibe where it was like I'm sure they thought it would be funny, but at the same time, like. Yeah, this could have been trimmed for time if it was a concern, but it's the opposite, I feel like. Yeah, they didn't have enough. And they're like, let's put some more gags in there and show how indestructible Kid is and things like that. Yeah, so. it could appear in any episode of the show. It's not like tied yes. to here. It could have opened up any episode. Um, and, and Bonnie gives Michael the lowdown on Devin being arrested. And and Michael's like, huh, what do they get him for? Assault with a deadly crumpet? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Like so, Michael. So terrible, Michael. So terrible. Come on. I did notice in this episode that there were a few things that I'm sure at the time were like extremely like, uh, and this is very on brand with how how we've been talking about this show of like mm-hmm. being very like ahead of its time with with Kit and his technology and everything. But then some some of it, not all of it, but some of it being very mundane to us today. But this episode has a few of those things where it's like for the time, like oh my god, Michael's talking to someone on the phone. On, <laughs> on the other on they're on the other end on a wired phone and he's talking, right it's coming through the car like oh <laughs> like like yawn ho-hum and then when when they were looking at kit's gauges and he was like my fuel is low and it was like blinking low below it you could see like all the all the technical stuff and one of them yeah. said one of them said miles per gallon and it had i'm like oh he was keeping track of his miles per gallon how how 
how how forward thinking of them. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, high tech stuff. Uh, can Indeed. Al- can also, we learn uh, bets on college football too. That's, that's one thing there. Yeah. I mean, uh, not just any college football, kind of local, because yeah, the the two that Michael chose to bet on was Notre Dame, USC, and Michigan State, Indiana. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was like he must be a Big Ten, must be a Midwestern guy, Good right? Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if Kit, Kit can pull up the scores and stats for him too. That high tech mm. stuff that we take for granted now. Um, okay. So there's also in this Devin is in jail with this reporter who gets brought in drunk, like Frank West Rustin or whatever, and like he's uh, like some guy is investigating or something and they're like the top's talking and they're like too bad you got you uh you could get a you couldn't arrest him on something better like a sex offense and uh someone's like well sarge that could be arranged <laughs> and, like instead they fucking kill him right <laughs> and just so, like, like well, Jesus. Yeah. Was, was was this the lead up to was this the lead up to that crime like were you yeah like we yeah, have what yeah, and they were very like they kind of beat around the bush about that part too. They're like, yeah. "Well, things got out, things got out of hand, and one thing led to another." I'm like, "Is it from the from the sex offender thing?" Yeah, like, yeah. Well, like, what how was... did we get from point A to drastically point B here? I don't understand. Like, do you think they forcibly got the guy drunk? Like, is that the what we're supposed to assume there? Like I, a I, North I, by Northwest thing where they like you mean maybe like like did they give him more? I don't know. So like initially or, because then his his well his ex wife then of course Michael meets his ex wife, um, but then she was like you know he was he was top of his game until he started drinking and you know like mm-hmm. they had to like they tried to connect the dots yeah but you know but it yeah it, it felt yeah it felt a little out of place because if he's like this investigative journalist who's like gunning for the pulitzer and has like this big dirt on like everybody in this county why would you jeopardize that by like day drinking and and then driving right. like you know like none of it quite quite adds up like i get it but not really so yeah, you know, I, was, yeah it is, I, was, I never get like that yeah the smart thing isn't to like kill the reporter that's on to you that's but you know like that's always like right. it's the worst person to take out yeah like you're gonna need to change your strategy here but man killing that guy that's just like admission like if that guy well, winds right. up dead that's the worst thing that can happen to you well and then because and then the whole genesis of him ending up dead quote-unquote by accident was that he was in the local county lockup and then the deputies called the sheriff and mm-hmm. the sheriff was like bring him over to the main jail i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to that guy and then yeah it was like he died in transit or he died yeah. when they were doing that like i it was it was very vague at that point it was just obviously a plot point to move things along but, but we have a murder have we had a murder like a straight up murder night rider like not that i'm aware of not I, that i can recall yeah I have a feeling he only is taken out of the picture so Michael can have some possibilities with his ex. His ex-wife <laughs> was definitely the was she was the girl of the week. So for better or for worse. <laughs> Carol. Um who Carol. I have to say, she looks like the spinning image of like taking a computer program with two photos of meshing um Haley Atwell and Jenna Ortega together. Like I was like, <laughs> you look like both at the same time almost it's it's weird she's a very interesting so mary margaret humes i guess yeah. uh, you know reading some of the reading some of the behind the scenes stuff i guess she was on she was in the running for bonnie for like up until the very oh. end and, and they didn't cast her so then they were like well we're definitely going to use you some you know somewhere else so so that's why she ended up here because she didn't land the bonnie role but this, this okay. still felt like kind of a throwaway 
like uh, of all the girls that Michael has yeah, like it, interacted with, she seems very tangential to the story. Yeah, she's very, and there's not like a lot of romantic stuff. Like there's a at the you know at the end they always have like everybody hanging out or driving together, and right. and it starts out with it has Devin and Michael driving. You can hear him talking in the car and it goes to the car and, Oh, it's just them. I figured Carol would be in the car with them. <laughs> she's probably having to do f- funeral arrangements or something, but I was yeah. Say, yeah, she's got other responsibilities, I guess. So who, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, but Michael's excited about this cause he, he wouldn't miss the chance to bail out our illustrious leader for all the pasta in Italy. Yes. <laughs> Not a good week of zingers for, Michael. absolutely not no little uh, little little we care <laughs> yeah so the, the judge runs this whole racket with the cops or whatever and uh they they put i think the idea is they put um devin in a penitentiary all for speeding <laughs> I don't know. well so yeah so i mean it started the speeding but then he was mm-hmm. and again this is this is the very thin plot line that kind of connected it, it was a very connect the dots thing but because frank mm-hmm. reston shared a jail cell with Devin for about five minutes before they decided to rough him up and then accidentally kill him. Devin was the last Devin was the only person who could corroborate the story that the police had arrested Frank Weston because the police right. are going to be like, we can, we can get rid of the arrest records. Like we can make it look like he died at home, like an accident. Right. They're like, well, there's, there's this other guy in the jail cell who saw, who saw that he was there. And then the judge is like, well, you got to get rid of him too, I guess. So, so yeah. it was a very thin kind of connect the dots type of thing. But yeah, then he ended up at the state correctional facility because that's where apparently you can make people disappear or put them when they're off the books or something. I don't know. I don't know what the plan was. Gotcha. They were not, th- they were, they were not very forward thinking crooks here. So <laughs> no, and I, I want to point, I did note this. It is, uh, this episode really very, feels very different. Like in, uh, I counted up. Michael doesn't truly enter the plot of this episode until almost 18 minutes in. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, this is Devin drove much of this story, which I, I, I don't know if that's intentional. We talked about last episode mm-hmm. about like how these episodes, these uh, the, the side characters are starting to grow a little bit in terms of what they do and kind of branch out. So I don't know if this was an intentional choice to be like, hey, do you think? We could have part of an episode that could carry could be carried without Michael. Like if they were test driving, pardon the pun, for like something, you know, later down the line of like a non-Michael episode entirely or mm-hmm. something, or a definite only episode. I don't know. But yeah, they definitely felt like they were pushing to try to do this without Michael as much as possible this week. Yeah. Maybe vacation or something. Yeah, his a lot mm-hmm. of his scenes are in the car. Um yes. yeah. Uh but uh the cops also um so the car stuff they they have a trucker on the payroll too that is like does their dirty work like yeah not only willing to do their dirty work but like literally willing to destroy his truck and like sacrifice his life maybe yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure they were like yeah they're like there's gonna there's a black car coming we need you to stop him and he he's mm-hmm. just so this truck driver just drives in the wrong lane into oncoming traffic and is is ready to literally just smash kit head on like right. 50 miles an hour like what are you thinking you think you're gonna walk away from that too champ like i don't yeah. understand <laughs> they do have a they do have a really cool um uh like reverse car chase with that truck that goes that's yeah. pretty nifty that i'm like oh that's, that's pretty cool for this show like the action continues to impress me like yeah 100 um, it's it's a step above like your dukes of hazards and things like that and it just yeah because it's got that dukes of hazard 
wild and crazy stunt show aspect to a lot of it, but then mm-hmm. there's a lot of really well shot and cut, uh, choreographed like finesse car sequences that yeah. Dukes of Hazard doesn't have. No, um, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, at the at the finale of this episode, we get two get a car literally landing on top of another car. Like there's mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot. There's uh, but one interesting thing while we're talking about well done finessed stunt stuff is that there was the there was a this is a blink and you'll miss it i had to go back mm-hmm. and rewatch it after oh, okay. i read some side trivia there's a there's a, a spot about 18 minutes in where kit is driving down the road it's before kit and michael go over the bridge okay. um, and there is a spot where as they're driving you can see like, there's like an aerial shot like following them down the road okay and as they're going down the road you can see parked right off the side of the road is another kit like one of the other stunt cars oh. that they like, like they must have stopped using or like stopped working whatever it's right. like right like kit so essentially kit drives by kit in this episode but it's very it's very quick and it's, it's not foresha- like a big deal it's foreshadowing so. for the next yeah. episode and the, yeah deep- i mean there's you know yeah just yeah a very yeah, it's a very deep cut for what's coming next right yeah, of course, yeah, but, yeah that's what they're um, yeah so they're doing but, there, there was a couple of those in this one. There's, uh, there's another one at the end where the police mm-hmm. officers are chasing uh, Kit, and there's a big scene where, yeah, where like, I just mentioned, like one car jumps on top of another. But there's a big, yeah. like, where there's a scene. I think it's where Devin. This is before that when Devin is driving the getaway car after they escape from the penitentiary. Devin and mm-hmm. two other, um, yeah, uh, they are duels when they when they uh, get they get a chance to escape. From the penitentiary after um, a food fight that they caused. Yes, they have a food yes, fight, yeah. of course. It's a perfect, just the perfect uh, d- d- distraction in a high security, maximum security prison. It's a, it's With nobody outside. <laughs> nobody Absolutely. outside. Absolutely not. But yeah, so they're driving a truck that they had stolen the keys to, and Devin's like, "Oh, I can. We're gonna go. We're gonna jump a fence because there's a conveniently." angled pile of sandbags here that i can jump which would never work of course but um but you can see after the car after the truck jumps the fence and gets ready to land mm-hmm. like there's no hiding it like there's a stunt driver not only is there a stunt driver who's not Devin, he's wearing a huge silver helmet for safety mm-hmm. which i understand but like they didn't even try to hide it they're like listen this is a stunt driver like you're just gonna see it because we, right. we thought the landing was cool like whatever just deal with it so so a couple of gaffes in the episode but you know no, no big that, deal that whatever. truck your <laughs> uh, truck chase you're talking about was pretty cool well done like i i was impressed with yeah. that one like there was like shotguns just really shot it was quick but a quicker sequence but i was like well that they actually had some angles and stuff i remember I was impressed with a car showing up in the background behind the truck that like matched the shots they were doing. And I felt like something like that wouldn't be as well thought mm-hmm. out in like an early eighties television show. Yeah. So it might've been too difficult to try to match up, but it worked. Um, something that I think was funny. There's a, there's, so after the reverse car chase, there's a, can, a candle unlit dinner scene with Michael and Carol. Or she's telling him all about the um, uh, her ex husband's research and all this stuff for his stories, and I just like yeah. it's funny because they're it's like I don't know, it's just not working visually. Like they're they're shot a little too big, and like there's just these big candles, and no, they're not lit. They're like, yeah, it was and, it was yeah. Super strange setting, and Michael and Michael and Carol are not sitting across the table. Mm-hmm. They're sitting ninety degrees yeah, from each other. Yeah. One, you know, they're 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 almost like side by side, and and all they're talking about is her ex husband. And it was yeah, super weird vibe. Yeah, <laughs> super and it always on my mind by Willie Nelson, another yes, top ten hit from the nineteen yes. eighties uh, or nineteen eighty two. 
is playing during that. So it's like it was just like, yeah. what are you trying to get? Like, are you conveying that he cares about her not romantically, but is in a oddly you have the romantic props there, but you're not <laughs> using like it was really right. And the music choice, like I yeah, who's always on whose mind? Is yeah. it the ex-husband that's on the on the ex-wife's mind? Yeah, like I didn't understand any of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was all like oh, I I don't know I don't know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, so, yeah, it ends up there's this big they get Michael ends up taking like the sheriff or something. And like we find out he has an ejector seat because uh, because uh, there's like um, Devin has to go hide in like some orange grove type thing. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like a fugitive. It's very like. Yeah. Uh, what's the movie of like of mice and men? It's very like yeah, like a uh, fugitive on on the lamb. Yeah. Bordering bordering dangerously close on like the very classic like Benny Hill like. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yes. Each other in the night. Type yes. <laughs> dangerously close to that. Very yes. close. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, um, but yeah. So they they go through and then they they get the truck the the, the truck driver again, and then mm. they have also they have an RV guy on call. And they're right. trying to box them in on a bridge, which leads us to a nice jump stunt. On the only yes, on the only bridge to the county line, which of course mm-hmm. is a single lane bridge, right? Where the RV, right? And yeah, so Kit's gonna jump it, but there's no explanation. There's, I mean, obviously the stunt people used a ramp, but there's no ramp mm-hmm. in sight. You know, he wasn't like use the jump feature, Michael. You know, it wasn't like a. <laughs> it was just like okay, now he's in the air. So and he smashes through the rv because why the hell not right like, literally why not <laughs> that's what you get that's right <laughs> we're gonna sleep tonight uh but uh yeah so after this big chase scene and stuff uh, like it ends with devin in his office and the paxton comes to confirm with a gun and devin slugs him and he's Ooh, like yeah. why that simply that felt simply wonderful um <laughs> so yeah um the end scene has Michael with him. He's like, nothing like the slammer to make you appreciate wide open spaces. And at this moment, I said, I thought, how many times has one of the main characters from the show been behind bars in the show so far? Like Devin <laughs> won. And I think Michael's been in jail three times. And this is episode eight, technically seven. Yeah. I that's think you're lot. right. Oh, that's a, so that's a recurring a lot thing. Time. A lot yes. of jail time. <laughs> Constantly getting captured between that. Yeah, we can keep we can keep tally of jail time and we can also keep tally of Michael getting caught rifling mm-hmm. through file cabinets because he's real shitty at that. This is at least the second time that he's been yes. caught uh, rifling file through ca- a file yeah. cabinet. Like he's apparently when he's looking, I don't know if he's dyslexic, but when he's looking at text, he's all in. Like he loses yep. his surroundings. Like someone can come no up right behind him with vision, a gun and just... he has no idea. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Not a good file reader that, Michael. Um <laughs> But the end leaves us with a bit of thought. Um, he mentions that Carol said about Reston that by dying, he accomplished everything he attempted to in life. And he's a shoe in for the Pulitzer, to which Devin questions whether that price was worth it. Hmm. I feel like the, I feel like the, the really writers are like, deep. oh, yeah, it's like first. OK, first, like, High murder five, of the, yeah, first murder of the show. Like, we have to do something at the end, like, right. like a like an in memoriam to, like, make it make his sacrifice be worth it or something, you know, just not some casual murder. Right. Because. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this episode, I actually liked this episode quite a bit. Yeah, it I felt fun. like different, yeah. had some really cool stunt work, consistent, consistent getting to action. Um, 
yeah, it did have some lousy Michaelisms, but it, mm. overall, it really kind of worked for me. I felt it was like a step up from the previous one, uh, even though it had kind of similar settings and whatnot. But you know, uh, action show with cars and stuff. The, getting permits for cities probably gets old and tiring, so going out to old country roads and stuff is probably the bread and butter of this genre. Sure. But although I will say I, I I noticed this episode like I like like you said I'm glad you know we're like a third of the way into the season here and they're starting mm-hmm. to branch out and stuff but yeah the 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 foley artists the sound folks mm-hmm. have to kind of watch it a little bit because there's a lot of driving on like dirt roads and gravel right. and stuff but I'm, I still hear the screeches like of, right. of tires on asphalt like when 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 Kit makes a hard turn on the gravel you still hear. Ugh! I'm like, oh, come on now! Like, we have to pay more attention than this. Like, with that, that's that's not that's not the right sound. So, yeah, we <laughs> so need like, that dusty <laughs> peel out. Come on now. That's right. Don't tell me like you didn't have those sounds on file from Dukes of Hazard, please. Right, come yeah, on, exactly. <laughs> Just no slide whistles on jumps or anything like that. There you please, go. Please, please, please. Well, okay, banjos at home. <laughs> okay, Tony, let's shift gears and look on toward the sunset before we hit the horizon. Where can people find you next year? Yeah, well, you can uh, you can see a, a year full of goodness uh, over at sciencefiction.com, where I am the senior editor. We'll be tackling 2023 guns a with all the fun movies and TV reviews and op-ed pieces and all the, all the nerdy things we can talk about. If you want to talk to me directly about those fun things or anything else, you can find me on the social medias, Facebooks, Instagram, etc. at Tony Schaub. All right. Hashtag Devin the British dude. Because there was a part with a cop. He was like, there's just some British dude <laughs> witnessed it. So I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD, RenWorkingWhySoBlue.com. I believe when this drops the next day, my top 10 films of 2022 list should be dropping. Do you have a list coming out, Tony? For top yes, films? I'm going to. Ha- yeah, yeah. We're going to have a list over at Sci-Fi. Uh, we kind of do everything. Films, TV. Um, mm-hmm. We try to do comics. It, I, yeah, I try to do everything. So there's, uh, there'll be some. This is a year where we were blessed with a lot of really great content, especially in the TV and movie realm. Mm-hmm. So not only were there be best of, but there are several like runners up because there was just so much good stuff to talk about this year. Yeah. So, so yeah, definitely a big, a big retrospective uh, for sure. I put together my cur- I still got some films to watch before I make mine as a recording this. And like, I have mine and I was like, all right. And I'm like, oh gosh, damn. <laughs> I, there was I, a lot. There, I know. I mean, there, there was a lot. Yeah. I know my like top five is pretty secure. There's like five films that are pretty secure, but then like the next five is going to be the tough cuts. Uh, yeah, my number yeah, one was... is certain. I don't think I'm going to watch anything in the next week or so that's going to top oh. it, but we'll see. I'm, 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 I'm interested. Okay. Because yeah, so I'm a member of the Indiana Film Journalists <laughs> Association and we had to vote on all of our like best of the year stuff yeah. because we always do that a few weeks before the end of the year. So we just announced those awards uh, by the time you're hearing this a couple, a couple weeks ago. But yeah, so I, I was forced to sit down um, a few weeks ago and uh, create my, my top lists and things like that. So, so yeah, it's, it's out there for better or for worse. It's out awesome. there. <laughs> we'll check it out. All right. And then Monday we're on repeats mode with the commentaries uh, until I return later in January, but old space show will be new continuing every Wednesday here with Knight Rider with me and Tony. So from old space, Brandon and Tony, not so lone crusaders in a dangerous world. The world of Old Space Show. 
thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.